Welcome back to Merc with the Movie Blog. I am Josh Merc Rainer, and with me today is the star of the upcoming Netflix series, October Faction, the incredibly talented J.C. McKenzie. J.C., thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Hey, thanks for having me as a guest. I'm honored. Uh, so you've been in so many different shows from stuff like Madam Secretary to Vinyl, even Hemlock Grove, which I loved. But the one that I distinctly remember you first from is Dark Angel, where you played Normal. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got that role, how it came about, and uh, your experiences on that show? I was in Utah doing a miniseries called the John Benet Ramsey series, and my former executive producer, Charles A. Said, uh, would you put yourself on tape for this series that I'm thinking of developing with James Cameron? I said, yeah. I didn't think anything of it. Sent it off. I got a call come down to L.A. I tested and got it. I didn't think I was going to get it, but I did uh, because uh, I think the character character description for normal was kind of like a. Uh, Danny DeVito type, you know, a tall, lank, lanky uh, uh, guy. So um, anyway, yeah, so uh, I got it, and then we uh, flew up to Vancouver, and I spent the next two years there filming it. Had a great time. I love Chick. Chick is responsible for so much. I mean, there are very few people that sort of have your back in this business, and Charles Ainsley is one of them. He's, uh, he just continues to hire me with everything he's ever done. If it's Dexter, or, you know, The Shield, or you now he's currently doing American Gods up in Toronto. I was on a series with him uh, initially called Murder One on ABC in 95 to 97. I'm sorry, I got my first big break. He was the executive producer. Anyway, so it's these guys that continue to show up in your life and champion you and you, you don't need many but i always tell the young actors it's always a you know all it takes is one so yeah i i've noticed that there's been a few instances like that um for instance martin scorsese you've been in several of his films uh just a few years after uh, dark angel you were in the aviator and i assume that's kind of what sparked that relationship with you you guys you went on to be in the departed uh, wolf wall street the irishman so how did that come about? How did you come to meet Scorsese? How, uh, and, you know, what was it about his projects that you know kind of really drew you in? Well, I mean, Scorsese's uh, iconic. I mean, he's yeah. the greatest, perhaps the greatest, arguably the greatest living director, you know, working. Uh, if that makes sense. Sorry, I just got up. I haven't had coffee. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I just auditioned like anyone else for his casting director, longtime casting director, Alan Lewis. And... Um, I uh, got it, and uh, I, you know, I'm on set with Kate. There, I'm on, on set with Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Blanchett, and I decided I was going to take some chances because I'd read a bit about Scorsese and his working method. He's pretty loose and free, and likes improvisation. I love improvisation. So, first rehearsal, I, I took my hand and I mashed Kate Blanchett's face face in it because we have a kind of a, a sibling relationship. And I thought I was going to get fired. She just turned to me and she went, "That's great, keep that." <laughs> so, uh, so I, I just, uh, I just have a great deal of fun on his sets. I'm never intimidated weirdly by them, and I should be. I'm far more intimidated by people I, I don't know, that are less famous. I guess he has 
a working method with actors whereby you just show up and it's like a playground. You can make mistakes. He encourages mistakes. Mistakes are often in the final product. And as a result, psychologically, you don't feel there's no pressure. There's no pressure because if you make a mistake, it's cool. I mean, you know, if we overlap inadvertently overlap dialogue or I pause like I just did, or I mean, it just adds to the reality of the scene. Normally when I, flub a line or make a mistake in tv and film i'm all uh, you know in nine out of ten cases they're asking me to do it again almost immediately hmm. but guys like this he understands i mean that's why his films are so interesting his films are about moments you know they're not necessarily plot heavy i you know but you know they're about these you know weirdly spontaneous moments that people come up with and he encourages it's all him I mean, you, you see it in all his films. So yeah. anyway, I love working with him. I, I've i done five projects with him. If I never do another one, that'll be fine. But I'd love to. <laughs> you know, he's just, it's just a great, uh, he's just a great actor's director. And he supplements all of that with his mastery of where to place the film or where to place the camera psychologically in order to buttress or make sense of the scene or add to the tension or whatever. I mean, he just knows what he's doing. So he's, he's really got it all. I don't know why people don't kind of just follow him around with a cam or, you know, with a, with a, with a, and just film him and say, this is how you direct. Of course, that's not going to work. I mean, <laughs> people direct in all sorts of different manners. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's fascinating. Um, I also saw on IMDb that you were in the hunt, the the one that was recently, uh, the release got canceled due to some due some, mm. to some backlash. I was kind of wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your experience on that film and uh, and, and everything that kind of happened. I love that film. I had such a great time doing that. I did it in um, Louisiana, and Craig Zobel, who's the writer director, was so good. He's great with actors, and you know, again, he's uh, he's very easy. He's very calm on set. Um, it's not a big deal. Which uh, you know, actors are like. I'm always nervous when you get on set, and it's always nice. You don't want somebody screaming and yelling at you when you're under uh, you, you, when you're under that pressure. And Craig is Craig is just the opposite. He's just uh, he's kind and. And he's written, he's written a very, very, very funny script. I mean, uh, and I don't know what happened. It's like nobody ever saw it. So I don't know what they were referring to. Yeah. All these, all these groups, uh, you know, got their knickers in a twist. I mean, the timing was bad. There was a horrible uh, mass shooting the week prior to the, or two weeks prior to the opening of the film. And then, you know, it, but it was on, it was all it was all over the place. I I, I happen to think it will get a release because I've seen a lot. I mean, I have like a nine page scene with Hillary Swank. Wow. That was my bit, and I I saw it and I hate myself normally, you know. <laughs> but I I I I thought it was really good. I thought he did a really good job. It looks looks fabulous. So so I think it will see a release. I don't know when, but uh, you know. But it was, a, you know, working with Craig was a great experience. I'd love to do it again. 
Yeah, I, I really hope it does. It was one that I was really looking forward to. It sounded really interesting, so I, I really hope it does. Oh, my release. God, yeah. yeah. It was produced by Blumhouse. Yeah. Which is great, 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 great company. So we'll see. Cross your fingers. I definitely will. Uh, so now you've got this brand new show coming, uh, October Faction, where you play a monster hunter named Fred Allen. I had the pleasure of checking out the first episode, and I gotta say, you and Tamara Taylor, who who plays your wife Dolores, have incredible chemistry. Uh, oh, you're so sweet, man. I, I, I actually think that too. I I really think that too. I actually and got. I, a, I never say shit like that either. I, so I got the chance to talk with her the other day, and I told her the same thing. Uh, and I asked her, I was like, have you guys ever worked together? And I was shocked when she told me that you guys had never worked together because it just, it seemed like you, you, you just, you meshed perfectly. Like you'd been, oh, I agree. like you'd been yeah. friends forever kind of a thing. It, it just, that's just the way it came off on screen. I, I thought it was fantastic. She's so nice. I mean, that's my whole thing. I love nice people. It's just such a, you know, if you're going to work on set 14 to 17 hours a day you don't want to be with a dick i mean it's a nightmare i've been in these situations uh it's just just be kind and sweet and nice and not only that she's so friggin' talented i think she's completely uh you know i I think a lot of people have missed missed how how just gifted she really is i mean she's a really good actress and she's beautiful and so yeah i had no problems (laughs) adjusting or getting used to Tamara Taylor and I loved I love working with her I'm going to see her tonight we're going um, IDW is having a little uh, small small premiere for the for the uh, launch of the show which is the show launches tomorrow so yeah that's that's very cool did you guys do anything um, to kind of get yourselves into sync with one another after you after you met well, I mean, it it kind of depends on the director directing each specific episode because they all have different ideas about how they want stuff done. Yeah, we're there all. We're the constant ones. I mean, the, the showrunner Damien Damien Kindler is is always there, and he's a he's a consistent, steadying uh, rudder on 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 the ship the entire time, but. Um, he's he's writing the entire he's writing a lot so he's not there all the time so you're it's just a matter of shifting with these different energies and personalities and and then and 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 giving them what they want while at the same time doing what you want and what's necessary for the scene it with Tamara and me I I think it's because we click and work so well together I think I think it's just a matter of leaving us alone. We we know what we're doing. I think the majority of the time. So, um, I I love the humor uh, and 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 hope in the event we come back a second season, they continue with that too. I mean, it's gory, it's fun, it's messy. We're monster hunters. Uh, you, you know, we're we're snipping at one another. The, the, the series really is about. It's not just a supernatural thriller, but. It's a, um, you know, it's a story about uh, a marriage and xenophobia and homophobia and racism. And, you know, it's a metaphor for, you know, for many things. The monsters are a metaphor for the, you know, the paranoia, the xenophobic paranoia that is rampant today, especially down here with the Trump administration feeling feeling that fire. So, 
so it's uh, it, it's a, it's a very interesting show, and I I think it hits a, it'll hit a lot of demographics too. You got the old demographic that I can I can represent. <laughs> <laughs> you got the kids, the the fresh, uh, beautiful children, and my my gorgeous wife, played by Tamara Taylor. So, and Maxine Roy is in it. She's great. Yeah, you definitely can feel all all the things that you were talking about the. Uh, the allusions to things like xenophobia and all that—you really feel it in this, just in this first episode alone. Um, and speaking of the first episode, we witness Fred experiencing just a full gamut of emotions, from complete stoicism to gleeful joy, uh, tender-heartedness, uh, even a, a full emotional breakdown. Can you share a little bit of insight on how you managed to just so expertly craft this character, uh, who uh, who appears to be very closed off at first glance? But is really more. I feel like more adjusted and in touch with who he is than probably most people are. Oh wow, that's an interesting observation. I mean, uh, well, I don't know what I'm doing half the time, <laughs> so uh, maybe that's the key. I mean, you know, like I, I, I when we did, uh, we did. My, I think it's first day. I had to do this breakdown scene where I come into my brother's room, and you know, he's been horribly. You know, yeah. some nasty stuff going on. There's a lot of wow. That was the first so, day. Wow. Yeah, it was the first day. So I'm I'm always nervous about stuff like that because I, I don't want to just cry. I mean, I can cry, but I, I just generally uh, people, human beings, try not to cry in yeah. life. They, uh, so it's 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 kind of like walking a fine line. All of which to say, I was. A, I was a little nervous uh, doing that. The, the fun stuff is always fun. I love gunplay. I love all that stuff. Tamara and I got to, like, you know, we got to go to firing ranges and we worked with experts for weeks. And uh, I love kicking the shit out of people, uh, you know, you know, and, you know, I'm not hurting them. But uh, so, so all of that is, uh, and it's stuff for me I've never really had a chance to do. I mean, I play very specific parts. Uh, I play a lot of, like, smart, which is weird because I'm not smart, and uh, rich guys, uh, like real rich guys. Like, I'm playing a billionaire again in this, you know. Or he's got a lot of money, <laughs> which my wife thinks is hysterical because I'm, I'm this poor, you know, idiot. Um, anyway, um, so... So I, I don't know. You bring to bear all the stuff, hopefully, uh, and try to make it as real as possible. And and uh, some and listen, man. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. You don't take it personally. Yeah. I don't allow stuff to get to me. You know. So. Yeah. As I was watching that scene, like it, it instantly hit me that this was going to be something special. It's just like, I this the amount of emotion that you were able to 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 convey in that one scene and the fact that it was your first day on set like that's that's that was incredible oh well thanks very much i mean i don't know how to take a compliment but thank <laughs> you very much <laughs> so without giving anything away what can fans expect from this first season of october faction a lot of secrets come out and mm. i can't get into them without the major uh, spoiler alerts so yeah i won't do that because netflix will fire me <laughs> but uh yeah, there's a lot of secrets going on within the family, each, within each individual within the family, which all come out toward the end of the season. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, um, yeah, and 
it, it covers, it really gets into the horror element and, um, and the origin story of, uh, of, uh, the Harlow ghost played by Maxime Roy. And, um, you know, there's a reason for everything. Everything is not as it appears in the, in the first, uh, few episodes. So, so, uh, and that's, that's all, that's all Damien Worm, Steve Niles, who created the, this cult, uh, comic, uh, and, and Damien Kindler, um, they've crafted this thing and, and they were all in conjunction with one another and, and cor- corroborating and, you know, agreeing with everything before they executed and they were all on the same page. So now so you, you mentioned the comic book, did, did you have any experience with the comic book before coming onto this project? No, I wasn't familiar with it at all. And I asked uh, for all of the comics initially. And then I think Damien said, I wouldn't do that. Hmm. I wouldn't do that. And I, I won't. Maybe it was Director X uh, who directed the first episode. Because I don't think you need that. We'll create, we're going to create what we're going to create. And I don't want you with any weird, not, I mean, any preconceived ideas. I've seen the comic. And it's, uh, you know, it's not, it's not the same. Okay. Uh, it, it is somewhat somewhat similar. It's set in the same same characters. Uh, I believe I'm a professor in the um, in the comic book series, and I'm not, of course. Uh, I sell uh, risk uh, assessment insurance in in uh, in the series, which our children buy for some reason. <laughs> Selling risk risk assessment insurance all over the world. Uh, series set, set starts off in Osaka, Japan, where we're on mission. And uh, we get a call from, I get a text telling me my father's just died. So we pick up the kids, go back to upstate New York, and for a variety of reasons, end up staying there. And that's where all of the shenanigans ensue, both within this mansion that we grew up in and this very small town. So you have kind of like a Stephen King quality to uh, feel to the television series. Uh, And... uh, yeah, so it's uh, so anyway. Awesome, yeah, I'm I'm pumped to see the rest of the series. It's definitely right up my alley, and it seems like it's it's more than like you said, more than just you know a supernatural thriller. It's got a lot. Of, it seems like it's got a lot of heart. You know, it's got the family drama stuff. So I think it uh, I think it'll really kind of branch out and reach a lot of people uh, in a way that a lot of these other types of similar shows don't really get the chance to. Yeah, well, with uh, your good word. Spread, spreading spreading it uh, maybe maybe that maybe that maybe that'll be the case you know it's an interesting position to be in um this time i mean the series launches tomorrow you never know how things are going to turn out yeah you know i'm like i'm talking with the younger actors on set and they say what do you think what do you think i'm like you never know like i was on a i was on a series on hbo uh, executive produced by martin scorsese and mick jagger I had friends of mine coming up to me telling me that thing was going to be on HBO for seven, eight years. Hmm. It lasted one season. We were canceled. So you just never know. Yeah. Conversely, I've been in stuff that I didn't think would go. And it, it was very, very popular. So you never know what hits. But I have my son, who's 15, who's in the zeitgeist and knows what's going on. And and I ask him inevitably, like, what's, gonna, what's the number one film this weekend? He tells me, and it is. I mean... 
and I said, so what do you think about this show? And he saw it and he goes, well, I got to tell you, I think it, I think this is, I think this is going to go. So we'll see. I mean, he's not uh, the Oracle or anything. He's a 15 year old boy, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll cross our fingers. I don't get too upset though. You know, it's just, just continue moving on and you'll land on your feet again. All right. And to wrap things up, are there any other projects that you're working on that you can share with us? Yes. I just finished uh, my second film with, Aaron Sorkin called the trial of the Chicago seven based on the trial of the Chicago seven. Nice. I play Thomas Ferran, the prosecuting attorney and, um, uh, myself and Gordon, Joseph Gordon Lavitt are the prosecuting attorneys and we're fighting Abby Hoffman, uh, all these great, uh, progressive icons in the sixties in this famous trial, which happened in 68. And it is the most illustrious group of character actors I've ever worked with. You got Eddie Redman, Sasha Baron Cohen, Jeremy Strong, Mark Rylance. It's just on and on and on. And uh, John John Lynch, uh, John Carroll Lynch. It's just these great, great character actors around this table. And we're we spent a month. Uh, we spent a month in in. Um, in uh new jersey filming this uh i i just did that right before christmas so that'll be out i'm in the hunt i think the hunt's gonna come out this year i'm in a film called target number one which is a danielle roby film starring josh hartnett um and uh oh god is that it i <laughs> think that's it now and you can you can see see me in a in an h i was a lead in an hbo film called share directed by a wonderful director named Pippa Bianco. And you can see that on HBO. Anne Barretto, who is, I call her British Brando. I mean, she's, I've never worked with a better, younger actress in my life. I mean, she's just spectacular. So, uh, yeah, so, so it's a busy year for me, too, 2020, which is great. That is great, yeah. I'll definitely be uh, keeping an eye out for, for those projects. Uh, so, Thank you again for taking the time uh, to talk with me. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Um, yeah, JC McKenzie official. That's uh, my Instagram account and my Twitter account. Uh, yeah, JC McKenzie at JC McKenzie. All right. Uh, sounds great. Uh, so everybody, please be sure to check out October Faction, which launches on January 23rd on Netflix. Uh, and thank you again, JC, for uh, taking the time to talk with me. Thanks for talking to me. Great, great, great interview. Thank you. Uh, and have a good one. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye.